You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hello and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. Dr. Chris here with you and I've got some cool things to talk to you about today. This is going to be an episode focused on candida. I'm going to be talking about the nine most common candida symptoms and then the three best steps to treat them. I'm going to be progressively getting into which steps are the most effective. So you can start off with maybe the more basic, easier ones to do things you can do with things you maybe have around your own home to things that are more advanced. And if you have more systemic candida issues, then you're definitely going to want to do some of the more advanced steps and protocols. But let's get into it because some of you might not even realize what candida is, and it's the exact thing that's creating all these symptoms in your life. So I'm just going to name off some health issues and see if some of these resonate with you. Exhaustion, cravings for sweets, bad breath, white coating on the tongue, brain fog, hormone imbalance, joint pain, loss of sex drive, chronic sinus and allergy issues, digestive problems like gas and bloating, weak immune system, and UTIs. So if these are some things that resonated with you, then you very strongly could probably have a candida infection. It could be systemic and be the main cause, or it could be an underlying issue in your body. So these are just some of the signs that you might have a fungal infection known as candida. So I'm really going to be talking about what that is, what it's about, how to really go about creating a lifestyle too, that once you get rid of it, you won't have it come back into your life. And if you do, hey, some really easy steps that'll just really squash it out easily. Now, candida can be a really serious uh, superbug, essentially, right? It's a species known as candida auris, um, has emerged as one of the most really I would say dangerous health threats in several countries. And one of those main countries is the U S and I think a lot of it has to do with just the lifestyle that the U S has, you know, especially our standard American diet, our lifestyle that goes around that. It really sets up a great habitat for candida to take over our body. And, you know, it may affect our skin, mucous membranes. And if the immune system is functioning optimally, then this type of yeast infection is rarely serious. You know, you might get a UTI, which are, you know, very rarely uh, serious. Most of the time there's inconvenience, but the immune system, when it's not functioning properly, allows the candida infection to migrate to other areas of the body, including the blood and membranes around the heart or your brain. It can cause a lot of serious candida symptoms. And this is really what's known as invasive or systemic um, candiasis. Um, candidiasis. Sorry about that. A little tongue twister there. But this is a fungus. Now, really, candida is a fungus, and it aids with nutrition absorption and digestion when in proper levels in the body. So again, all these different bacteria and, and certain viruses and things like this, they all work in symbiosis to help our body function at its best. But when any one of these things get out of balance, then it starts to have the opposite effect, and it starts to create all kinds of symptoms. So when candida overproduces 
you know, you might get the candida symptoms starting to appear. Sometimes they can just stay in your body at an underlying low-level inflammation in your body that you don't really even realize that that's what's causing it. But if left unchecked, it breaks down the walls of the intestinal lining, penetrates into the bloodstream. This releases, releases a, a biotoxin and other toxins in the form of causing leaky gut syndrome. So see, it all can tie into that leaky gut. And so as we talk about this, when your body's natural pH balance is upset, then candida can overgrow and goes out of control. And this creates a real systemic problem, not just the unpleasant symptoms, but when we have the good healthy bacteria properly functioning, then our body can fight against these stubborn infections and other infections in our body. And we have a stronger immune system when this, these things are in balance. But when you have this candida overgrowth syndrome in terms of how it takes over your body, make no mistake, this is a chronic health condition. And so individuals who never experienced a serious yeast infection um, don't really realize what's happening, but they can develop new sensitivities, allergies, intolerances to a variety of foods. These foods can include things like dairy, eggs, corn, and gluten. So if you're one of these people that feels like, man, I just can't eat anything anymore or man, life is really difficult because I have to limit all these different foods. It could be because of a GI problem. The underlying cause of that could be the candida systemic issue. You know, the other day, well, this is probably about a few months ago now, I say the other day like it was just the other day. Sometimes life feels like it's just the other day. Am I right? Like life just passes us by. But here's the deal. So a few months ago, we had this patient come in and she was having all kinds of issues and she was uh, having, you know, neck and back pain. She was having this abdominal pain and she'd gone to all different kinds of doctors. They did ultrasounds and MRIs and, you know, nothing seemed to be out of the ordinary or like anything, a crisis that was, could justify creating these problems. And it was just a really big issue for her. Well, as we started to dive into things, she also started to mention how she had all this lowered energy, how she had sensitivities to different foods where she really had to limit her food intake and what she could eat and what she couldn't eat. And one of the things she really wanted to get back to eating was eggs because she loved eggs, but she couldn't eat them because they made her sick because she was super sensitive to them. Not something that she had been sensitive to her whole life, right? These are things that came on later on in adulthood. So we started to work with the underlying issues. We started to do some uh, gut testing as well, uh, some lab testing to figure out, okay, what was going on? Was this more systemic? Was it a GI problem? Were there toxicity issues? Uh, was this because of her nervous system and maybe a, a misalignment or subluxation in her spine? And we started to look at it and there was actually a couple of different things going on. So some of the symptoms she was having were from subluxations, misalignments in the spine. But then the other part of it was from this candida overgrowth that had, that had occurred in her body. And it barely even showed up on the on the labs. In fact, it was, it was almost borderline, but we started to go through a protocol to do that. And all of a sudden, you know, over the next couple of months, things started to change and, you know, her energy level started to come up, which she had no idea, which was even contributing to the, uh, the GI problems. Uh, but the cool thing is not only did her pain start to go away and she started to be able to just have more energy and have more fun and do more things with her family, but the sensitivities started to go away. And one of the cool things that she was able to start to eat again for her were the eggs, right? She'd gone years without having or being able to eat these eggs. And that was a really important thing to her. And it's just a, a, a showing of how the body can start to create sensitivities, try to protect you because of things that are going on inside your body, this imbalance, whether it be in your you know, bacteria or whether it be in other body systems 
in your body. So this is just one example of things that happen and, and how food sensitivities can be a huge part of this. And so when we look at what causes candida infections, there are several different things. One of those things being broad spectrum antibiotics. Now, if you've heard me talk before, understand that my stance on this, and this is really just the science behind it, is that antibiotics are for severe situations. You know, these are for life-threatening situations. These are for situations maybe you're going into a hospital and you're going under some kind of invasive surgery where you're in an environment where there's already superbugs and you're cutting open your body and just an unnormal, unnatural situation. Then, you know, those are those severe situations where you use antibiotics. But nowadays, people are getting antibiotics from their doctors just as a just-in-case, and it's just crippling our body's digestive system and our immune system. So this is one of the areas because of what it does is it kills off bacteria. Candida is something that can come back really quickly, um, maybe a lot of times quicker than the average bacteria, and literally creates a breeding ground for candida. Uh, the other thing we look at too are things like birth control pills. I see this all the time. Women on birth control are some of the people that get the most commonly affected by UTIs, right, which is a form of candida overgrowth. But then this can become systemic in your body as well. Then when we combine a diet that's higher in refined sugars, and then we can add the antibiotics in there, well, no wonder this creates an imbalance in our digestive system. But we find that this is, can be a really a long-term thing that can take root over time. Uh, the third thing we look at, too, are things like oral corticosteroids. So a lot of times this might be more people that have to treat with asthma, inhalants, right? These are some issues that people have to look at. But when we look at this, this creates an increased risk uh, in that as well. In fact, that the asthma, or the, sorry, I should say the corticosteroid inhalers for the asthma create a direct correlation because what happens is it starts to basically block and destroy different areas of our body's systems that cultivate good bacteria, and it creates a breeding ground for for this candida overgrowth. Um, number four, cancer treatments. So according to the Department of Clinical Research at Merck Research, uh, candidas can become invasive in cancer patients and persistent in a serious health complication. In fact, in their study, one-third of patients being treated for cancer had invasive uh, candida issues. So chemotherapy and radiation can both work to kill cancer cells and tumors. However, they also kill off the healthy bacteria that naturally fight candida. So if you're a, a cancer patient that's going through these things, you should be definitely doing some proactive protocols to keep your body's natural digestive system and all the microbiome in there healthy and strong. Now we also can look at number five, which is diabetes. So in type one and type two diabetes, sugar levels in the mouth and other mucous membranes are traditionally higher than in individuals without diabetes. So since candida is a type of yeast that feeds off of sugar, it's understandable that those with diabetes are at a greater risk for developing candida. So this is another complicating factor for those people. Um, number six is we look at a weakened immune system. So an individual, an individual with a weakened immune system is more likely to develop candida. So again, people that are going through cancer treatments or diabetes or autoimmune diseases, you're going to be a lot more prone or even just infants, small children, elderly, uh, those diagnosed with HIV or AIDS, all problems in creating this. Now, the symptoms is what I want to dive into next because a lot of times people don't really realize what they're dealing with and that there's actually symptoms out there that they're struggling with on a daily basis that 
is creating some really big problems for them. And so we want to avoid that. We want to start to get your body functioning better. So let's look at understanding that. Number one is chronic fatigue. So if you're getting the chronic fatigue, exhaustion all the time, this is a huge thing. I see this happen to people all the time. They come into the office, they're having huge issues with energy levels and headaches, and they're trying all these different things. Well, it turns out it's really a gut problem. And because of what's happening, they've had a, an overgrowth of candida. There's a lot of time in the mix of that. And they're having chronic issues. And so while the candida infection is not the only cause of chronic fatigue syndrome, you know, many physicians believe that it heightens the risk for the candida problem. So we got to look at that. Um, the second thing is going to be mood disorders. One of the reasons it can be difficult to diagnose candida is that there's so many of the candida symptoms that are common to other conditions like mood disorders. So people with candida issues can have dramatic mood swings, anxiety, irritability, depression, even panic attacks. So and why is this? Again, it comes back to that gut-brain connection. When you have candida issues, predominantly it's going to affect the gut, but it can be systemic. But when you have gut issues, it directly affects the brain. Right? So not only is this going to create mood disorders, but it's going to also set people up for having more chronic issues down the road like dementia and Alzheimer's. So we don't want to leave these gut problems left uncorrected because in the short term, yeah, it might be gas and bloating and be kind of inconvenient for you, but the long term, it creates some really serious conditions. Number three we look at is the reoccurring vaginal and urinary tract infections. So these are things that are stemmed a lot of times from candida. They can be sexually transmitted, uh, but they can just be for a number of other reasons too. And so there's some simple things you can do to, to help with that where you don't have to be on antibiotics. Or you don't have to be on any kind of harsh uh, chemical that you're putting in your body. In fact, literally, if you take a tampon and you put structured silver gel on the tampon and insert that and use it in the time period you would with a normal tampon, right? I mean, you don't want to leave it in overnight and have those issues. And trying to use an organic cotton uh, tampon as well, those are always the best for your body. But you just leave those in there until the yeast infection clears up. Um, you can also use the structured silver orally at the same time as well. Um, and we can talk about how to get that also. Um, we look at number four, oral thrush. This is that white coating on the tongue. Um, newborns can a lot of times get this. Uh, but you can see it in adults as well. This is a really big sign that it's very systemic in your body. Uh, number five, sinus infections. Man, I see this happen and affect people all the time. You know, when sinus infections stay around, they become chronic, they'll lead towards things like vertigo. Uh, they'll create other chronic diseases in your body. This, they'll really start to hamper your immune system, creating migraines. Like I had this, actually I've had a couple of ladies in the last couple of, I'd say in the last three or four months, that came in actually suffering from vertigo. And when we started to examine things, uh, we understood and found out that it, it wasn't just a misalignment in the spine because that's a lot of times what can happen with vertigo. But actually, the, in their case, it was actually stemming from an infection in the sinuses and in the ears. And there was built up pressure and fluid in those areas. And so as part of that protocol, we started to use things like the structured silver. We did some adjustments in the ear canal so that they could start to drain. Um, but what is really a candida overgrowth issue from the sinus infection, and it started to wipe those things out. And so it was just simple things that people can struggle with for a long time because they never have any idea that these things are actually creating these other symptoms down the road. Um, number six is intestinal distress. This is a, kind of a common one. We've talked about this already, but persistent 
flatulence, burping, bloating, constipation or diarrhea, uh, stomach cramps. These can all be a cause of a lack of healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. And when yeast overtakes this, healthy bacteria uh, really creates, really, I mean, when yeast overtakes, it really creates an undermanned microbiome. Healthy bacteria isn't able to flourish like it's supposed to. They can't fight off the infection alone. And so when you really have your body in that spot where it can't function like it's supposed to, you sometimes you have to do some more dramatic protocols to get that infection under control and to get the chronic stress out of your digestive system. Number seven is brain fog. Um, along with mood changes and chronic fatigue, brain fog is often overlooked. And so this is feeling like you, you can't think clearly. Sometimes it's short-term memory issues, just feeling literally like you're in a fog. Um, number eight, skin and fungus nail infections. Athlete's foot is a fungal infection. Toenails are a common yeast infection. A lot of times people will treat with antibiotics and other harsh things. Again, it just sets you up for the same issue over and over again. So a lot of times these people will have these chronic infections, the, the athlete's foot, the nail fungal stuff happening over and over again. And then number nine is hormonal imbalance. So a hormonal imbalance is one of the candida symptoms that presents in many other health conditions. However, it's important to recognize that how an infection like this can cause early menopause, low sex drive, migraines, endometriosis, water retention, mood swings, and even an inability to really lose the weight. And so people are trying all these different things. You know, they're trying to eat healthier, they're exercising, they're doing these extreme things, and nothing's happening, nothing's changing. And it's simply because they have a systemic candida overgrowth. And so I've had people come in before. In fact, this one gal, Tani came in, she had struggled with weight for about 30 years, had never been able to lose weight. She'd done all the Weight Watchers and the Atkins and the Ideal Proteins. Like literally, she had tried everything. And we started to dig a little deeper and find some underlying issues that were going on and found out that she did have some candida issues and some gut problems, started to get that under control couple months after that got resolved, she started to be able to lose the weight and she lost about 30 pounds and she had never been able to lose more than maybe five pounds on any diet. And again, it just goes back to show that when the body's inflamed, it just messes up all kinds of body systems and creates a lot of huge issues. So we don't want to just keep waiting around and doing the same thing over and over again, because that's super frustrating, right? So when we look at things, let's look at some of the treatments. Now, there's one treatment you can do is what's called the candida cleanse. And really what this does is it just helps rid the body of excess candida through flushing of the digestive tract. And really what you can do is there's really two options for a cleanse. One is a liquid only cleanse and it's a more gentle cleanse. Um, there, well, that's not the more gentle cleanse. There's also a more gentle cleanse with food too. But option number one is it lasts about, you know, one to two days. I'd say at least a couple days. You make a vegetable broth from organic onions, garlic, celery, kale, sea salt, and pure water. Let it simmer, strain it, discard the veggies, refrigerate the broth, and then throughout the day you sip on the warm broth. And it's important that you also drink lots of water, but while this is not a long-term cleanse, it can help uh, just kind of get some of the more superficial stuff and can jumpstart a cleanse. Then you can keep doing that, or you can then step into the steamed vegetable cleanse with that. So this will be last about three to five days, and you're gonna eliminate grains, sugars, fruits, starches, and alcohol from your diet for about three to five days. And this is key because you're essentially starving the candida because candida loves the sugar, it loves the carbs. 
So you're mostly gonna eat fresh organic vegetables that have been lightly steamed. This helps release some of the compounds and, and enzymes that'll actually help support staving off that candida as well. Um, you're gonna wanna drink plenty of pure water, probably a minimum of like 72 ounces per day just to help flush those byproducts um, from your system. Um, and during this time, no more than once a day, you can eat salads made from green leafy vegetables um, and topped with a bit of coconut oil or some apple cider vinegar or even lemon juice. So these are all great things. Um, during either one of these cleanses above, you can use uh, bentonite clay to help surround the toxin and effectively remove that. But here's the deal. This is just like a really superficial cleanse. And sometimes people need help right now. And sometimes this will help kind of get it under control and your body might be able to, to, to do okay with it. But really, regardless, you should be doing, if you have any issues with this and you struggle with this, you should be doing what's called a candida diet. Um, it's also known as a, an anti-inflammatory diet. It's just a little bit of a tweak for that to help assist with that. The first step in the diet is to boost your immune system through the elimination of the sugar, alcohol, refined carbohydrates. So you want to get rid of those. Um, step two is to replace these foods with organic vegetables, including some carrots, some sweet potatoes, spinach, kale, and asparagus. And you say, well, Dr. Chris, those are some starchy vegetables you mentioned there. Well, what Chinese medicine shows is that warming starchy vegetables supports the spleen and clearing out candida from the body. So while you shouldn't be doing these in the, in the cleanse stage, the regular candida diet does include some of these things. And again, all in moderation, like you're just eating starchy vegetables that are warmed up. Like, all right, sweet. Um, sweet potato, mashed potatoes for the rest of the week. No, not what I'm talking about at all. But you're all just like sparingly within some moderation, but then you're also going to eliminate grains. However, you can incorporate some grains like quinoa, barley, amaranth, uh, and, and even a starch like corn. These are all helping to help dry out the damp gut. So more dry foods will dry out damp things that are going on. So like candida is a, is a damp uh, condition, right? It loves those moist, wet areas. So these are all things you can do. Um, but it's, with anything, it's important to feel how you monitor, how you're feeling after, um, any kind of issue that's going on. Um, you can add cultured dairy. So like goat milk, kefir, probi heavy probiotic foods. These are all great things. And then the third treatment that we're talking about here today too, is getting more advanced with supplements, maybe some essential oils, things like structured silver as well. And so these things are great. Um, I love these things. Now for like things like coconut oil, you could use with just a, a mouthwash, right? Um, that's just fine. You could do that, gargle that for a minute or two. That can be a great thing. But then that also helps with healthy teeth as well. But one of the things I really love are doing things like structured silver. So structured silver can really be uh, really awesome at destroying candida, systemic stuff. Uh, you can do it orally. If you have fungal infections, you can even use a uh, structured silver gel. Now, these aren't things you're going to be able to get um, usually, you know, online per se, structured silver. You can get colloidal silver and you can get lower PPMs. But you want at least a minimum of 30 parts per million with the structured silver. So you can get other forms, like I said, online, but it's not going to have the same effect. So you really want to be careful about that. If you want some more resources on how to get that, you usually have to get that through a licensed doctor. You can always contact us to get some of that as well. But there are some more s systemic things you might need to do with a protocol. So you might need to use different protocols with things like clove oils involved, uh, different 
supplements to actually help support and rebuild the digestive system, other specific uh, protocols and supplements to actually help kill the the candida on top of sometimes the structured silver. Usually the structured silver is enough to, to pull it out. Um, but these are things you're going to want to do under the supervision of a, of a licensed doctor, um, a functional medicine doctor that's going to be able to understand how to use these things holistically and support that with the diet and everything else and create a real game plan for you if you're having some more chronic issues with this. But the number one issue you got to start with is getting tested. So doing a lab test, this is usually going to be a gut test, a stool test you're going to do that's going to look at these things, differentiate differentiate a candida infection from maybe uh, a small intestinal bacteria overgrowth like SIBO, some other microbiome problem, and really cultivate that for you and your specific problem. So if you want help with that, if you want to get things like the testing, so you're not guessing, like I said, if you're not testing, you're guessing. So I don't always recommend that. Sometimes you're in a crisis right now. You're just like, I just need to try one of these things that Dr. Chris talked about right now. I get it, try it, do it. Um, but if you really want to get the long-term solution or if some of these other temporary things aren't working, then you've got to do some more advanced strategies as well. So just reach out to us. You can go to the Dr. Chris, that's T H E D R and then Chris, C-H-R-I-S, thedrchris.com. You can go on there. You can set up a console. You can contact us directly as well from there and see what we can do to help you get some answers. So remember, hopefully these things helped you um, get some ideas of what's going on. Maybe you didn't even realize you had candida and afterwards you're like, man, Dr. Chris, now I realize this is what's maybe been creating all my heartache and struggles for all these years. So you know, I hope this helped you take this, take action with it. Remember, all this knowledge that doesn't meet action is pointless. And then we just wasted the last 25 minutes of your life. So start to take some action, help someone else, help yourself. Remember your body needs no help healing, just no interference. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.